How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. If you guys are new, do yourself a favor and hit the subscribe button. I'm going to say right now, you don't want to miss out on the videos we're posting every single day over this conflict because it is ever-changing. So I'm going to start off this episode with a little bit of funniness. I like funniness. Is that a word? I don't know, but I'm going to use it. So a Russian conscript is about to find out how hard Mother Earth really is, and here is that video for you. <laughs> All right, so Russia's going off once again on nukes. On nukes? Uh, that was definitely not the word I was trying to use there, but nukes, because they did not get what they want. Russia's Security Council has now stated that there can be no more talk of any nuclear-free status for the Baltic. The balance must be restored. This is coming from them. A lot of stuff going on again. Once again, a lot of worldly stuff going on. They're once again threatening nuclear escalation if Sweden and Finland join NATO. They're, they're threatening this, but the crazy thing is Sweden and Finland are joining NATO. All right. They also stated that Russia will be seriously strengthening the grouping of ground forces and air defenses and also deploying significant naval forces in the Gulf of Finland. Can we all just take note of one thing? This is a meaningless um, threat because if you guys did not know this, there's already well-known facts that nukes are already inside of Kaliningrad. Excuse me. They're already down there. The nukes are already there. So anyway, speaking about Russia deploying a significant amount of naval forces in the Gulf of Finland, I hope they weren't talking about the uh, using the, the Moskva, Moskva. I'm sure I'm jacking the name up, but we spoke about this yesterday. That possibly this this ship getting hurt by a Neptune missile, and I and I'm sorry, I misspoke. I did not realize that the Neptune was actually a Ukrainian-made missile. So my apologies. So when I was saying that they may need time to actually utilize and learn how to use this this, this operating system, I was wrong. So I want to say my apologies. Uh, it's also now confirmed that it's been hit, and not only to be confirmed by United States and everybody else, the Russian Ministry of Defense has now said publicly that the fire on the cruiser has been contained and the crew has been evacuated. As of right now, I've only seen 14 Russians actually be evacuated, and there's over 500 that were actually on this ship. Anyway... He stated that Putin is aware of the situation with the vessel. Apparently, this thing is a big deal. I've got all the stats on it, so you guys want to know. And this is a massive deal for Ukrainians. I'm going to tell you guys right now. And expect a massive, massive retaliation by the Russians. There's a lot of stuff that the Ukrainian forces have done over the last 24 hours, which, well, it's going to explain a lot. I'm telling you guys over the next week or so, Russia is going to hit them back really hard. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. Clearly, I don't. But anyway, this ship itself, this vessel, it weighs 12,500 tons and is 612 foot long. It is a mobile missile battery with nearly 500 people aboard. It has 16 fixed launchers for P-1000 anti-ship missiles with a range of 300 miles. 300 miles has 16 of them. It has vertical tubes for 64 S-300 air defense missiles with a range of 56 miles. So basically this thing is a... It's just an anti-air, anti-ship battery all in one floating out there in the ocean. This is what they hit. Torpedo tubes and radars that can reach 200 miles out. So basically without the ship, Ukrainian aviation is free to maneuver in the southern portion of this country without worry. So you go back and you look at the S-300s that they have. They have 64 of those. You know what I mean? That, that, that is tremendous. And they're able to touch targets all on that southern uh, area of the, the country. You know what I mean? Down from Mariupol, Berninask all the way down the Meltable, that entire area, they're able to touch with this ship. The Pentagon has now confirmed that Russia has moved a half a dozen of their warships further away from the coast of Ukraine after this incident. All right, so now moving over to Japan. So Japan's self-defense force, they call themselves a self-defense force, just so you are aware, is in the final stages of preparing a large shipment of military equipment to Europe, which will then be transferred to Ukraine. Uh, this is the first time that's ever happened in 75 years that they've, they've sent military equipment to anyone. 
All right, so this is a big deal. Japan is actually coming out of the woodworks. They, they haven't really done anything since World War II. So the shipment will include anti-tank weapons, bulletproof vests, helmets, and assortment of ammunition. Japan literally had to change its constitutional rules on providing foreign military assistance to countries at war. Japan is also in the process of removing the self-defense force moniker from its military. Okay, Japan is on the process of removing the self-defense moniker from its military. That, that is a big deal. So now they're, they're, they're taking their military and turning them from a self-defense force, from, from anybody in trying to invade their island, I guess you would say, their country. That is a big deal. So there's a lot of things shifting all around the world just over uh, Russia invading you. Like everything is shifting. The entire world is changing just over this one conflict, this war. This is also probably one of the more ironic things I've ever heard in my entire life, so I hope you guys are ready for this one. Reports are coming in that Ukrainian forces have struck an area in a small town of Klimovo, which I'm going to show you here on a map. So here you go. Here is Klimovo. So there is Gommel right there. All right, so we know where that's at. This is just north of Chernihiv. So here's Chernihiv. This is the area that the Russian forces have left. Okay, so here's Klimovo right here. There it is. Just so you guys, it's, what is that, southeast of Gommel and almost directly east. So there's that. All right, so the investigative community of Russia has said that using two attack helicopters equipped with heavy offensive weapons, Ukraine soldiers illegally entered Russian airspace at a low altitude, acting deliberately. They, are carry they carried out at least six airstrikes on civilian uh, buildings inside of a village. Now, the ironic thing about this is Russian sources are now asking what the point of these strikes were, and they're calling them terrorism. Terrorism. That's that, that is somewhat ironic when you think about what, what is coming out of their mouths and what they've actually done. They've literally leveled entire cities and turned them into dust. Into dust in another country. And they're calling uh, that country that they attacked terroristic acts when they attacked a city inside of their country. Very strange. The fragments found on the side have been identified as S-13 122mm unguided rockets, which those are the images you guys are currently seeing right now. Uh, just so everyone is aware, I believe seven civilians were injured in the attack, but let it be known, the large Russian base inside this area. So there is a large Russian base, which you guys are going to see the satellite image of it right now, inside of this area. And yes, there were non-guided, unguided missiles were used inside of this attack. Now, I want you guys to remember, yesterday, Russia came out and said that any more attacks by Ukrainian forces inside of Russia on their soil, they will hit the, the command center inside of Kiev, where all the plans and everything is going on. So... We need to keep note of what could actually be used in, inside to do that because they haven't been able to touch Kiv like at all. So please keep note of that. And that's something we need to actually watch over the next couple of days. And I, I say that with, with, with me leading into this. The CIA director has now came out today and said that the United States is deeply concerned about avoiding a third world war and avoiding a threshold in which nuclear conflict could become possible. He goes on to also state this. Given the potential desperation of Putin and the Russian leadership, given the setbacks they've faced so far militarily, none of us can take lightly that the threat posed by a potential resort to tactical nuclear weapons or low-yield nuclear weapons. This is coming in from, from the CIA director himself. He's saying this publicly just a few hours ago. So that is another big deal. We talked about nuclear weapons possibly being used yesterday and in, in, in Russia shifting to this type of a a conflict mainly due to the fact that they are losing and they may have to, to, to fall back on doing this to achieve the goal they need to. You got to think about it. Putin wants his land back. The KGB, they, they want all the, the land that they used to have back in the day. I keep seeing images of Soviet flags being flown on tanks and, and BMPs and stuff like that. So they want the land back that they think is theirs. And that's why they see Finland, Sweden, all those countries joining Poland being a big problem. And they, they really honestly thought they're going to push through 
And the CIA is actually somewhat worried. I'm worried myself because the more and more I see it, the Russian civilians themselves, the civilians, they need to get behind Russia to do this. They don't want it. Like, it's just, it is a thing. It is an actual thing to be concerned about. It really is. All of us should be. So I'm going to go ahead and end it on this. End it all here on this video. Coming out of the northeast side of Moscow, I'll actually show you guys. It's in the town of Ivanov. Ivanovo, I think it's about 500 miles or so. I could be wrong. It might be 500 kilometers uh, just northeast of Moscow. So this video you're about to see is coming out of this town right here. I'm actually going to map it. I couldn't remember if it was 500 miles or 500 kilometers, but you could see right there. There's Moscow right there. All right, so here it is right here. It is 299 kilometers. It's a five-hour drive. There you go. If you're ever wanting to go there, it'd take you five hours to drive. Apparently, they got a little bit of traffic going on in this area. There's 23 minutes of extra traffic in this area of Russia. Apparently, there are a lot of cruising going on there. Anyway. So what you just saw is actually a Russian mobile missile unit with support vehicles and multiple MAS intercontinental ballistic missile transporter erector launcher vehicles. Wow, that was a mouthful, but I got it done. Due to the weight of these ICBMs, they cannot actually be fitted onto the MAS during rail transportation and would need to be equipped after unloading. And that's what we saw on that right there. So ICBMs are being moved from that town and moving while well, they're moving west right now. So I would assume they're going to pass by Moscow and make their way over to the edges of Ukraine. And I mean, they could be going to Sweden and or Finland. I have no idea. I mean, we're going to find out at some point, maybe if we can get some more stuff. That's pretty much, pretty much that. All right. So we're going to go over to my mapping. So the eastern side of the country, there hasn't been a lot going on. We know there's a lot of uh, troop stage. If you guys are new to the channel, Kupiansk is going to be your logistical hub for this area. All right. I like to annotate this every single time for everybody who's new. This area right here, there's a large Russian troop buildup right there along with here, here, and here. All right. There's also another one right here as well. The black lines are going to be your logistical routes for the Russians to actually use inside this area. And that's pretty much it. There's Kharkiv. So the area we're going to talk about right now, that's, there's stuff going on. So there's a bridge leading into Izium. Uh, the Russian logistics has been using in this entire time. Remember that three-mile-long convoy we were talking about? They were actually hit on this, this bridge. They were hit when it was going over it. So here's the image of that. And I'm telling you guys right now, as, I'm, as I was making this episode, there's actually been more photos coming out. So here's the actual explosive charges that we're using, are used excuse me, by the Ukrainian Special Forces operators to actually hit and take down this bridge. So the bridge that they were using to go into Izium, that's a big deal. I believe it was somewhere roughly about right here, from what I can remember. I believe it's somewhere right there. Anyway, they're, they're coming out of Lyman. So Lyman right now, there's heavy fighting going on, as you guys can see right here. They're trying to find... The Russians are trying to find, they have been for the, about the last week or so, since they left the north northeast side of this country, they've been trying to find an area to actually push through, as you could tell, inside of this eastern side. As you guys do know, I've said this multiple times, this area right here is going to see casualties like they have not seen since World War II. That's, that's what's going on right now. So there's a, there's a fight going on, an assault, insulting element from the Russian forces moving down from the north inside of Lyman, trying to find an area to break through to get into Slovenask. That is going on currently, literally while I'm making this video. But the hardest part of this country is actually over here. Whoops, excuse me, got to scroll down a little bit more. Ev Avdika. Avdika. So I, I know I'm jacking up this name. 
It's just outside of Donetsk, and it's, it's, it's one of the heaviest areas right now that's been shelled, and serious fighting is going on, like, like a lot. There's a ton going on here. They're trying to find a way to get on this route. Slovinask is the key area that they're trying to take inside of this northern region. We do know Severe Donetsk over here, that's, that's something they've been trying for, oh, I think about the last eight years. So this area is really heavily fortified, but they need to get on these main routes and push through. These little yellow spotty veins, we've been saying this over and over again. Once they can get through on there, that, that's, that's when the trouble for Ukraine starts, if they're able to actually get pushed past this defensive line. You guys can tell right now, I mean, look at this defensive line. It spreads all the way down the eastern side of this country, so they need to find a way. So we're going to scoot down, down here to uh, Mariupol. Here's my more up close and personal map. So yesterday, Ukrainian forces did take back this area down here. Okay, so that is known. So this entire area is now connected, all connected by the Ukrainians. They did lose some key areas over the last 24 hours, though. They lost this. Now, I do know, I, I believe it has to do, they, they mainly just gave it up because I believe those forces actually pushed back into the, the larger held area. Uh, I do know that when the Ukrainian forces actually did push through to get reinforcements and such in there, they came through this northern side and they did push in. Now they're down here, so they were able to get in some supplies needed. But the Russians did take back this area right here, which has been added along with this and this. So those are the three areas the Russians have taken over the last 24 to 48 hours inside of Mariupol. I don't know how much longer. I keep saying this over and over again. I feel like this is the end part of Mariupol. When I talk about it, it is the Alamo of Ukraine. It is the life and blood of this entire war right now. These men are fighting literally for their life down here, and they're not giving up. So that's pretty much that. Uh, I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging on me here on the channel. I will see you guys here tomorrow with another episode, of course. Other than that, I'll see you guys. I am out. See you all.